Okay. I made notes. I made like a tiny bit of notes. I was like, oh, I should probably <laughs> write something. I my notes are I'm free jazz, you know. I'm... I was like, here we go. I was like, <laughs> my notes start with hi, the thing seen things I you yesterday. Hi, hello, we are the hosts. We are the hosts. Yeah. We're the hosts. Okay, should we should we just kind of start like that? Like it'll yeah. like the musical intro is in and it'll yeah. just be like me going like yeah. So should we start? I'm feeling calm, but I'm never relaxed. I feel it coming, but I'm holding it back. I'm on the edge, but I never attack. I'm straight off the moment, but I still come back like that. I'm a strong man, weaker than I once was. Reading brambles, still hard to handle. I can hold my own if you need me. I'm standing here, can you see me? Sometimes I'm standing. do that thing that's always in the podcast where it's like are, are we do we start rolling yeah. are we recording <laughs> we're on okay we're, we're on okay or like in those albums where it's like are we recording this <laughs> and then launches in the song at the end it's like we get that <laughs> cool yeah. good take guys <laughs> good take guys yeah <laughs> and then it, it comes good take guys and it's like a fading out <laughs> we'll do that at the end let's do good take we'll, we'll do that we'll, we'll leave this we'll leave this in as well so they know it's like a little teaser you know it's it's yeah, yeah. Hi, hello. We are the hosts. I wrote. I'm like, I don't know how to intro myself. I was like, well, I'm. <laughs> I was like, it's really hard to intro myself for a, for this. I have no qualifications to talk about Paul 2011. I have no. Uh, yeah, that's really it. That's the big one. Uh, I'm Gabe. I have. I don't know how to introduce myself. I like <laughs> movies, and I especially like a silly comedy movie from 2011, uh, which was a really pivotal year for me in many ways, I guess, would be a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, I have no qualifications to talk about Paul. Um, well, I kind of <laughs> liked SNL, so I kind of knew Bill Hader. <laughs> well, you're in luck because I spent uh, 10 years of my life studying Paulonomics. Um, I graduated with a degree in minor Paulonomics. Um, they kicked me out uh, for not, not knowing too much. Um, I'm David, and I know all there is to know about 2011 because I was there. Um, I was also, uh, we'll get to it, but I might have been present for Paul when it came out, but I might not have been. Um, it's extraordinary's cat, but it's, it's Paul. Um, and yeah, so I, I do kind of have a degree in, in this kind of stuff. So we shouldn't be too, if the academics come for us, you know, I can yeah. say, buddy, buddy, look, you know, I've read, I read the book, you know, and the book Look at the Paul. piece of paper. Look at the piece yeah. of paper behind my, <laughs> my desk. It doesn't say anything, I, uh, but it's up there. Yeah, there's a there's a blank piece of paper there. <laughs> I um I did see it in theaters. I tell you that I I definitely mm-hmm. saw it in theaters. I was <laughs> this is a note I took. I was like I I saw it in theaters. I was twelve or I was turning twelve. I hadn't turned twelve yet. 
But basically, if I had told my parents, like, I could see this movie, I feel comfortable with its content. Like, you know, it might not be appropriate, but I feel like I can handle this. Mm -hmm. I was like all over those sites, like Common Mm -hmm. Sense Media, whatever. Like, I was just, (laughs) if I knew I could handle it, I would tell them and then they would take me. Someone would take me. So my mom took me. I probably saw a trailer. Probably, he probably ate the bird. Mm -hmm. Like, I probably saw him eat the bird and was like, this is undeniable. (laughs) Um, And so I, you know, I got them to I got them to take me. I I probably had no idea who Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would have seen Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz, or you know, I definitely didn't see Spacing, mm-hmm. um, which I should watch. I should probably still watch. Uh, go back and watch Spacing, but I did probably know Seth Rogen. I think my friends have probably all seen. We'd probably all seen Superbad or talked about Superbad by that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Hader, we were into SNL. I don't know whether we were into SNL like enough to be like, oh, you know, Bill Hader, our favorite, or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Jason Bateman, we (laughs) probably were all kind of familiar with, but Mm -hmm. not like, you know, oh, we love Jason Bateman. We all watched, we probably all watched Arrest Development. We were all, that year, a lot of my friends were super into How I Met Your Mother. Mm -hmm. Like that, those next few years, that was big, but like, that gave me like 2011. That was the Muppets 2011. Like Jason mm-hmm. Siegel was big for us. Like I mm-hmm. had a friend who reminded you know, it, we had a friend group that was like, oh, this is the How I Met Your Mother group, and we know Jason Siegel, and then we've got a Muppets movie. But we'll get into the Muppets movie other, mm-hmm. I assume later because it is 2011. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big yeah. year, big, big, year. big year, Moneyball huh? 2011, the Muppets 2011. All 2011. Mm-hmm. The artist. 2011. Well, we all we all artist. loved we all loved the artist. We all loved. The we all artist. loved and we all loved and definitely have still seen the artist. <laughs> I haven't. I feel like I'm never going to get to that at this point. Uh, Paul isn't in it, so I'm not interested. Uh, Imagine uh, if Paul was the artist. If Paul was the artist, uh, the world would be a better place. There'd be no wars. There'd be no famine. There'd be no conflict of any kind because we'd all be like, well. He, he did a funny thing in black and white. He's Paul. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. It would be, it would be <laughs> crazy. It would be, it wouldn't be as, I mean, the art, artist isn't realistic, but it wouldn't be as realistic if an alien was doing like 1920s silent film. But, you know. <laughs> it's just him. Just, you know, he was probably, he was, he was around when was it, the 80s yeah. he crashed. Yeah. So I guess we should, I guess we should talk a little about the, what this is. So this is, <laughs> This is a this is the podcast, which started as a bit, uh, despite people saying it was never a bit. Um, just because I saw the words Paul twenty eleven and podcast in the span of like two like paragraphs from each other, I was like, okay, let me combine those um, and put together the podcast, which was which is designed to talk solely about the movie Paul twenty eleven. That was the original like premise mm-hmm. of this was what if we just talked about the one movie kind of the way that like there's some podcasts we like like the uh the irishman that i've I've looked at like some other you know the one heat minute mm-hmm. like all of these you know like the fuse the mission impossible one but that's mm-hmm. more um movie all in one some of them are doing kind of one minute at a time but i was mm-hmm. like oh what if we did that for like you know a movie that <laughs> like why are we doing that for that um even if we did like the movie mm-hmm. and so we started there it kind of snowballed, <laughs> kind of snowballed. And so instead of talking about just one movie, which we will talk about just one movie, mm-hmm. um, we kind of see the Pauldcast. I have to keep emphasizing alt 
Because otherwise it just does sound like podcast. <laughs> pod. Um, it's kind of a springboard to discuss, you know, movies, mm-hmm. 2011, as I kind of hinted at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, road trips with friends. Uh, it's kind of like the movie itself. Like, you know, David and I, we've started on a road trip. We're going mm-hmm. on a road trip and we've been derailed by Paul from Paul 2011. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to see where the journey is going to take us. Mm-hmm. Every episode will probably have a Paul 2011 hook, mm-hmm. um, but it'll go somewhere fun somewhere wild i'm making big promises let's see if i can keep that we want to break down the movie um sure but we want to kind of put on we're going to put on our amateur film critic hats at times but and we also want to talk about you know theories of comedy why this movie is funny to us what's Mm -hmm. funny about doing this now um go on side tangents about careers bateman rogan uh you know bateman who plays lorenzo zoyle but we'll get to that later Mm -hmm. um but we also want to talk about being 12 i was 12 you were 14 14 yeah um or whatever and how we got into movies because that was Mm -hmm. around the time that i was sort of really getting into movies we want to talk about road trips stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. um all sorts of stuff that kind of springboards out of uh, a movie about two british guys (laughs) going on a road trip in in and around area 51 uh Mm -hmm. that being said this is probably an important part I know for, for both of us to talk about movies right now, right now in particular mm-hmm. is pretty interesting given a writer's guild of America strike and also the SAG after strikes. Mm-hmm. So despite it being a movie podcast about movies, um, we'll talk mostly about the movie after the strike, mm-hmm. um, after the AMP TP to make sure I get that part, right. Mm-hmm. The AMP TP uh, meets the demands of the unions. Mm-hmm. Um, we have thoughts about all of the creatives, but you know, and mm-hmm. their wonderful careers, their weird careers, whatever it might be. But this springboard we're going to kind of use to talk about, you know, other stuff more tangential to the movies, mm-hmm. um, feelings, ideas, all of that, while we, you know, express our solidarity with strikers. I know you had a piece you wanted to kind of say about that, bouncing off of that. Um, did I? Uh, no, yeah, just like, yeah, like we're, we're gonna like we'll talk about more, as you said, once you know the 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 guilds win and they will win. Um, but until then, we're gonna basically, yeah, just like basically talk through like a lot more cultural stuff kind of adjacent to the movie and inspired by the movie, um, rather than just the movie itself. But we will talk about the movie someday, hopefully soon, and hopefully when the guilds win in this in this, this situation um i suppose well my own history with paul 2011 is i was 14 actually came out the day after i turned 14 um so it was like it was like a late a late birthday present for myself um so there is a chance i saw it in cinema because basically i had this like one person who was was a friend um they moved away. Like I knew them for like four years and they moved away uh, the year I started secondary school, which is 20, 2009. Um, I keep, I keep saying 2009 and 2008 and 2007 rather than 2007, whatever. That's fine. You could do like a, you could do like the, the mid aughts. You could call them the mid aughts. <laughs> mid aughts. <laughs> the aughtsies. Um, the late aughts. <laughs> but like, uh, basically like it was arranged, like I, I, like my mom met his mom and I met him and it's like, big shopping center and like like where I, where I am like there's maybe like one shopping center with like a cinema you know like it's not like America where like you'd have like you know malls with like movie theaters and stuff but basically um 
we went to see a movie that day. And why I think it is Paul is because there was a poster that I took note of because I'm, like, I was 14, 2011, Justin Bieber, you know, I was like, you know, that's icky. Um, there was a poster for Never Say Never on the wall in the cinema. I remember being like, that looks stupid. I could want to see a movie about Justin Bieber. Um, and that came out the same day as Paul. So judging by that and what two 14-year-olds would go see in the cinema, I have to assume I saw Paul in the cinema. And I was so shocked by the experience, I forgot completely about like everything that happened yeah. in the movie. It's um, a pretty shocking movie. It's a pretty shocking movie. I, you know, when you're 14 and you see a, a, a little alien wearing khaki pants, swearing out people, you know, you, you kind of, you, you, you melt down. Um, yeah. But I bought the DVD as well afterwards at some point. Right. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, I you had to. to. It was the probe Did edition. You- yeah. Did you see? Have you ever seen? And did you see? Uh, Never say never. No, but I think we will for this at some point. I would. I, I would love to watch it again. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I have an older. <laughs> it was. It was fun. That's a. That's an early movie, and I don't know. Who, I don't remember who directed that, but it's someone. It's. Jo- is it John Chu directed? It, I think it might be. It might. But be. it's like one of those ones where it's like, oh, okay, you know, there's some. There's kind of, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. some juice behind this. It's, you know, yeah. Never Say Never, never say featuring never. James Smith. Mm-hmm. Nice song. I will yeah, never say nice song. I remember the first time I saw Justin Bieber on TV as well was very strange. It was the same. Like, there used to be a channel here. Well, it's still a channel. There used to be a TV program called like TRTE, which I think was like Teenage Orhi, because Orhi is the, the Irish channel. And they have like a, a show where like in between shows they have like, you know, here's like a a crazy uh a crazy guys who like present and stuff they'll do like contests and like phone ins and stuff and they'd usually do like he was like the latest big artist and they were like here's a new artist from america even though he's not he's not from america called uh justin bieber and it's his new song baby um i remember being transfixed by the baby music video i would have been like it's it's a lot (laughs) it was i wouldn't say it was like ascending to heaven and, and meeting all the angels but it was close yeah. It's, yeah do you do you know the version with ludicrous i was just talking about this i was at a party with some i was at a party with some friends I, uh, yeah i know and, of it and and so it was this i was at an engagement party turned wedding mm-hmm. um which wild night um my my friend is now uh my friend is now a husband um one of my husband good high friend. school friends um, and he, uh, and you know, they start, you know, the DJ's got some music going and mm-hmm. it's a nice wedding and you know, now it's a wedding. So they got to get, and for us, that was a big, that was big when we were, mm-hmm. we were 10, 11. And there was a version of baby with ludicrous doing a rap, which I honestly want you to listen to. I know I just want you to listen <laughs> to the rap, um, <laughs> which I just, you know, it's whenever that song comes on, people look at me, like my, my friends and I like look at each other. We're like, yeah, here we go. And I, they'll, they'll look at me like, oh, you remember this song? I'm like, of course I remember this song. Not only do I remember this song, I know the rap. <laughs> Good. I can hear it. It's great. Do I want to skip to the rap or do I want to scroll down? I think you need the, a little of the build up. Just a little. You can skip. But... Uh, I see the words. I thought it would be mine and then brackets. Luda. So I yeah, see that's go. where he starts. Okay, here we go.
Okay. I have my first love. There was nobody that compared to my baby, and nobody came between us. Who could ever come above? She had me going crazy. Oh, I was starstruck. She woke me up daily. And now my heart is breaking. But I just keep saying, <laughs> okay, that is quite baby, good. Baby, <laughs> it's quite strange for the be there, baby, baby, baby. But yeah, that was that was Paul for me. Yeah. That's good, you know. So that's kind of like you know we did a, a pretty good overview of what this is. There's mm -hmm. two hosts. It's about the movie Paul, but also about other stuff, including Paul the the alien himself, mm -hmm. and also things that you know the movie the thoughts and ideas the movie inspires in us uh, mm -hmm. even to this day 12 12 and a half years later uh, which one. is pretty crazy to think about that being mm -hmm. said every episode's also going to have a couple of segments mm -hmm. um with paul inspired puns just like podcast is kind of a play on words i don't know if you recognize that david mm -hmm. the podcast is kind of a plan words oh my god it is <laughs> I just thought you were um, spelling podcast this entire time. I didn't yeah, want to say anything. Yeah, I, I know how to spell. I think <laughs> I podcast P O D D C A S T. Exactly. Well, it like, it's actually K A S T. I'm sorry. Oh, it's no, K -A -S -T. I don't want to. So our first segment, uh, which requires some thinking on your part, I've prepped you that this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, is our is our segment called Six Degrees of Separation? Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> And the point of this game is very simple. You know the game, the Kevin Bacon game, mm -hmm. uh, the Six Degrees of Separation game. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you uh, two poles. Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like two poles, if you will, um, at the ends. And you're going to connect one to the other mm -hmm. uh, as quickly as you can. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use two poles uh, for this, as I just said. <laughs> so today's today is Six Degrees of Separation. You're going to go from Paul Rudd uh -huh. to Paul Dano. Paul Rudd to Paul Dano, okay. Let's see, I, you know, we'll probably put Jeopardy music in here or something mm -hmm. while you think about it, or you can think out loud. Okay. But I'm also going to pull up that uh, website that does it for you, <laughs> so I can have an example. Um, okay, Paul Rudd to Paul Dano, okay. So, Paul Rudd is currently in... You can definitely hear me typing as I do this too, <laughs> which is... You can hear my brain going as a train wow, thing. Paul, <laughs> according to the oracle of bacon.org, Paul Dano has a Paul Rudd number of two. But I doubt you're going to get it. I'm going to get it. It's going to be like 15. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Paul Paul Rudd is currently in Oymars in the building okay. with Meryl Streep. And I'm thinking of Meryl Streep's been in so many different things. It's going to be someone who's in something with Paul Dano. Um, Meryl Streep was in... David, come on. Meryl Streep was in something with someone. And oh, that's great. <laughs> I, I really like something. Someone's performance was great. Um, Meryl Streep. Oh, 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 oh. So Meryl Streep is in Into the Woods with Emily Blunt, who was in Oppenheimer with James Urbaniak, who's in The Fablemans with Paul Dano. There you go. Boom. What was the number there? It was... Okay, Broad Streep. Broad uh, Streep. Streep, Blunt. Blunt, Blunt Urbaniac. Urbaniac. Dano. There you go. 
more than two. Okay, what's what's the two? The, like, the two here, I've never heard of. I'm, I'm apologies to this person. So it says Paul Dano was in The Good Heart with Stephanie Stephanie Sostak, S Z O S T A K, who was in Dinner for Schmucks with Paul Rudd. Let's see if there's a different link. <laughs> if there's a different two. Oh, this one's great. Paul Dano was in Cowboys and Aliens with Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was in Anchorman Two. With Paul Rudd. I like that one a lot. That one, Let's see if there's another one. That, oh, here's another one. Paul Dano was in Cowboys and Aliens with Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins was in Ant-Man and the Wasp with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Let's see if there's more or if it's just going to cycle me back to the beginning. It, it all comes Paul back Dano, to Paul Dano was in The Good Heart with Damian Young. Damian Young was in The Object of My Affection <laughs> with Paul Rudd. What are those movies? What is The Object of My Affection? The Object, Object. of My Affection. 1998. Oh, it doesn't count. Nothing made before. The Object of My Affection, 1998, with Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. Hmm. The the story concerns a pregnant New York social worker who develops romantic feelings for her gay new friend and decides to raise her child with him and the complications that ensue. Hmm. Actually, let's see. Critical reception. I'm on Wikipedia. (laughs) Critical reception to the film was next. Critical reaction to the film was next. Roger Ebert gave the film two stars, saying, The object of my affection deals with some real issues and has scenes that work. But you can see the wheels of the plot turning so clearly that you doubt the characters have much freedom to act on their own. Wow. I'm looking at uh, uh, yeah, directed by Nicholas Hintner, who did uh he does like a lot of British like theater adaptations. So I don't know why he's directing that. Um, Here it does say, see also Wanderlust 2012, because Aniston and Rudd were once again in love interest roles. Do you think they ever talked about my the opt to my affection on the set of Wanderlust? I think they were like, I remember doing that, and they were like, yeah, I remember that. And They must. They must have. They probably, Rudd and, right, Rudd and Aniston would have seen each other a bunch mm-hmm. on Friends. Mm-hmm. So they're probably close, or at least friend- friendly. Mm-hmm. I think they were like, remember when we were in The Object of My Affection with uh, Alan Alda and John Panko and Alison Gianni and Steve Zahn and Liam It's crazy. I did just watch a movie with John Panko. Like, did? for us to be talking about him today, I did watch To Live and Die in LA last night. Mm-hmm. He's really good, I think. Um, he's, really, he's really good. And uh, if his name was spelled without the W, I would have made a <laughs> joke about breadcrumbs. But he let no I'll comment. Final comment about yeah he he mm-hmm. ate. Mm-hmm. He's also in Morning Glory, of course, with uh, Harrison Ford. If this was the Let's Harrison see. Ford cast, then we could have we could have connected him there. Let me click for one more of these. Paul Dano has a Paul Rudd number of two. Uh, Paul Dano was in The Great Work Begins, scenes from Angels in America with Laura Linney, who was in P.S. with Paul Rudd. What's P.S.? What is P.S.? <laughs> what, what? P.S. Two thousand and four. <laughs> Laura Linney and Topher Grace. Um, let's see here. Wow, it it played in Venice, Telluride, TIFF, Austin Film Festival, and Edmonton Film Festival. Uh, Laura Linney is as watchable as ever, but the melancholy PS never finds its footing. That's the Rotten Tomatoes aggregate. Uh, mm. It's a movie where. She where she plays Louise Harrington, who receives a application for Columbia School of the Arts, where she works in admissions. She receives an application from F. Scott Feinstadt, which is the same name 
as her high school sweetheart who was killed in a car crash. So she calls the student to arrange an interview and his appearance, mannerisms, and painting style closely resemble those of her former lover. Mm. That just, I actually, I'm curious about that movie now. <laughs> she's wearing like a nice, do you see the, have you looked it up? Yeah, do you see the little poster? berry, little berry she's, she's wearing? Her parade. Her parade's great. <laughs> she's, she's in the forest. There's like, uh, it's like dawn or something. Uh, the light's coming through. You got a very solid <laughs> cast. Gabriel Byrne, uh, Marley, Topher Grace. Paul Rudd, Lois Smith, Gabriel Byrne, Marcia Gate Harden. She got the based on, book. based on a book. Based on the book. Based on called P.S. P.S. In, in I like case. Yeah, I was going to say major, <laughs> major shift. The the screenplay by the author of the book and the writer director of the movie, they switch it from lowercase P.S. to uppercase P.S. That's how you know it's made. But then the poster is lowercase. It was lowercase, so I'm not sure what's going on here. They they chickened out. I, I wonder who, like, you know, whose decision, like, when they're sitting <laughs> in the room, like, after it gets picked up for distribution or whatever, they're like, should we change it? Uppercase, lowercase. What do you prefer? Are you a lowercase? <laughs> like, a lot of people use lowercase online. This is a genuine question. Mm, yeah. Are you a lowercase? I kind of, like, I, I, if I'm on my phone, I'll go lowercase. If I'm at my desk or on my 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 nice little HP Pavilion laptop that keeps overheating. I'll um I'll do proper case because um I like I, I, it. It seems proper to do proper case when you're like, at a desk. Whereas if you're like out in the bed, lowercase. Yeah. What about you? What, what what's your case study? I'm, I'm I'm probably a probably a lowercase person. I I'll I'll do a lot of lowercase for stylistic. Mm-hmm reasons but then like i'm still very big on my proper grammar mm-hmm. so like i'll do lowercase and then just something won't start like a sentence won't start with an uppercase mm-hmm. when i'm texting i'm very formal like i'm i'm pretty formal it's a mm-hmm. lot of uppercase like a lot of just mm-hmm. you know normal proper grammar because mm-hmm. i'm kind of a hound on that <laughs> um but i'll do I'll, I'll mix it up i'll i'll mm-hmm. definitely um you know if i'm sitting down obviously it's like you know uppercase for business mm-hmm. lowercase uh, for pleasure, like you know, mm-hmm. a little party in the front, <laughs> party in the front, because I'm pleasure first. Now it's a uh, business in the front, party in the back kind of thing. Imagine um, someone, that's the reverse yeah. mullet. Someone like yeah, reverse mullet that bangs down. down. <laughs> yeah, I feel like lowercase got like not co-opted, but I think it's become like indicative of like you know those like those like kind of pop songs nowadays where like the singers like got like, like really kind of like it's called like cursive singing. I think it's a lot of like, you know, there's probably a song like, you know, like a PS I love you situation, like lots of those kinds of like, you know, by the way, um, you know, by the way, screw you like for, you know, and then it's just kind of like a very slow, sad song, like kind of looking out train window, but like, but 21st century trains, Mm -hmm. bullet trains. Um, Yeah. Well, trains are going right. really fast, and it's like the song starts, and then you're there, and the song hasn't, like, she hasn't started singing yet. Um, okay, so that was that was our first segment. That was six degrees of set polaration. Uh, we'll probably have some sound effect or whatever. I'll get someone. To, I'll get someone to do a sound effect. I'll find one. We'll figure something out for that. Mm-hmm. The future will have a theme mm-hmm. for each segment. I don't know. We'll figure that out as we go. This is a pilot episode. Pilot episode, but Paul. Paul that episode? Does that work? Paul, Paul, yeah, Paulish. Paulish. Paul, Paul that episode. Paul. Uh, that's how we'll have to release this one. That'll probably be like episode 1.1. <laughs> 1. 
the pollen. Episode zero. <laughs> so our next segment, which we came up with, this is this is a pun you came up with months ago. <laughs> but a description of a segment that we got to figure this out how we want to do this exactly. I was thinking we draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Paul Patrol, oh, which okay. we have to assemble a team of Pauls <laughs> to do a specific task. Um, and so this week, this week, today's task is we have to assemble three, just three Pauls to help us run a restaurant. You're starting a restaurant. You can come up if you've got the concept, if you've got, you know, some menu items or whatever, mm-hmm. by all means. But you just need three people and you've got to have like a role for them. We don't need to draft specific roles, mm-hmm. but you've got to have something in mind for who you're, who you're drafting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> would you like to go first? Uh, I wrote down a list of, of famous Pauls last night in like a, a, like a fit of panic because I was like, I'm going to forget all the famous Pauls. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there. Okay. Um, I think if you want like someone who has like, you know, if you're, if you're getting like a nice kind of cozy, I think it's like a little cozy little restaurant, you know, and you want like a, a chef or even his cook who is just like, you know, he's experienced, he's got funny stories, you know, he'll, he'll get along with everyone, but he'll do his work. I think if you're looking for something like that, you get, uh, yeah, Paul McCartney to you know do a little bit. Of, he's 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 at the at, pretty good. He's at the he's at the little, uh, the the furnace the furnace. He's at the little little uh, oven doing his oven things. You know, he's like, oh, uh, I got I got the, the I got the sorbet, and they're like, thanks, Paul. liver liver puddly and his <laughs> liver puddly and accent. He's cooking a sorbet. I, uh, good good solid pick for your first your first overall selection. I was thinking about it. I I only put down a name list of three. So I'm going to be scrambling. I have some polls I can think of if I mm-hmm. don't get my three. Mm-hmm. For my first pick, I'll take a Paul Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a classic kind of. He can he'll be in the front of the mm-hmm. be in the front of the shop, um, you know, selling customers, and then he can get back there and throw some hands uh, in the mm-hmm. in the kitchen if he needs if someone needs an extra set of hands. Mm-hmm. Um, versatile guy. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of a little bit of a wild card uh, mm-hmm. out there, but you know, just kind of solid reliable in terms of knowing food knowing how to you know knowing how to how to sell a customer knowing mm-hmm. how to work in a restaurant mm-hmm. the way we would need them i'll take mm-hmm. paul hollywood from the great what with which baking is he on multiple baking shows he's yeah. he was on the british one i think he was briefly on the american one and then they they yeah. they were like get out of here paul yeah he's like, he's like okay so, so i paul hollywood like Paul Hollywood from multiple baking shows, <laughs> apparently, with my first pick. I used to be able to do a good Paul Hollywood impression, but it was only just him saying, it's burnt. You burnt. You burnt the bread. Um, I'm going to go with someone who I think, you know, ultimately, you want like a hype man for your restaurant. You know, it's all well and good to be like, you know, here's a great front of house person. Here's a great chef. It's someone outside who's going to like really get the customers coming in, you know? And I think um i i apologize in advance because i i literally know one thing about this person but i think if you want to get someone who's going to like really to get your attention stuff uh you get paul revere to go outside the front of your restaurant and he goes like food's in here or the food's in here and he like chases everyone into the, into the restaurant on his horse um if 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 he's the customers are coming the customers, <laughs> the customers are, are coming. coming if he's problematic maybe fire him i don't know um but you know paul revere he's out there he's He's, he's on his little horse, you know. He's Paulmy, they might say. It's a solid, solid second selection. I'm going, I think it's going to be, 
you know, since Hollywood's kind of the, the it's in his name. I think Paul Hollywood is probably the nickname that Paul from Paul 2011 gave himself after they made a movie about him. Um, but yeah, he's Paul Hollywood now. But, you know, he's kind of got the face for it. Like he's going to mm-hmm. be a big, you know, energy guy for the, mm-hmm. for the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, my second pick, I'm going to take him to kind of wait staff, um, you know, w- work with customers. Seems like a very likable guy. I'm going to go with Paul Mescal. Mm-hmm. Um, just seems like a quiet, it's, you know, he's going to, he's going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll, he'll draw some, he'll draw some attention, mm-hmm. some accolades. Clearly he's, you know, on the rise in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In this case, we're talking restaurant industry. <laughs> um, it's like an analogy, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, he'll just kind of get the job done solid. Uh, mm-hmm. nor- he's a normal, he's a normal person. Mm-hmm. He's a normal person. Um, now my final pick, I was trying to think of like, you know, do I want, you know, do I want, like, if I'm going up to, like, a fine establishment, such as the Paul restaurant, the re- the, the Paul restaurant, the restaurant, um, Paul's diner, whatever it is, do I want, like, you know, entertainment as it's going on? You know, because, like, it's, it's all well and good to have a good meal, but to, to wine and dine and have a good time at, you know, you want someone who's going to be, like, you know, a little, little song dance. Um I think from my remaining options, there's only there's only one person who could really deliver that, and that's Paul Anka. So you have Paul Anka on his little piano in the corner doing his little jazz standards. You know, he's he's giving it all all he's got. You know, everyone's kind of clapping politely. Paul Mescal made his little dance as he's, he's delivering little dishes everywhere. You know, um, Paul Revere is kind of maybe overshadowing the music because he's he's still shouting outside. You know, everyone's gone back inside. But Paul Anker doesn't mind, you know, he's just there to have fun and, and groove out to the music. So he's As my, he should be. He should be. Yeah. It's a good uh, it's a good third pick. You know Paul Anka's connection to the podcast, other what? than being named Paul. What? I'm fairly certain. Paul's Paul Anka's daughter mm-hmm. is married to Jason Bateman. Mm. Well, you know. Let's you know, confirm this. Hang on. If Jason comes on, we can ask him if, if he wants to be an investor in, in the Paul restaurant because his father Paul was... Anka. Personal life. This is such a fun. You know, you get to play the Wikipedia game. Um, it's not in his personal life section. He's got six kids. Uh, oh, here it is. Now, here it is. Through his daughter, Amanda, he is the father in law of the actor Jason Bateman. <laughs> the source for that is an article that is really rude to Amanda Anka. It says the source is an article from August 2011. Jason Bateman and wife expecting another girl. Put some respect on Amanda Anka's name. Mom, I mean, her father-in-law plays every night at the Paul Strong, you know? Yeah. Have some respect. So my uh, third pick, I did not know of this Paul before doing a little, like, five minutes of research last night. Paul Prudhomme. Prudhomme. Prudhom, uh, P-R-U-D-H-O-M-M-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a chef, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a southern, a southern chef. You know, he's mm-hmm. all over. I, uh, he's he's passed away now. Oh, well. um, I didn't specify that we needed to take uh, a live pulse. I mean, yeah. but he uh, his his cooking style. You know, his recipes. The cooking style is Cajun cuisine, Louisiana Creole. Um, he, you know, he owned and ran several restaurants, developed several hot sauces, seasoning mm-hmm. mix, mixes, cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrity chef, you know, he was mm-hmm. credited with popularizing kind of the Cajun and Creole cuisines mm-hmm. in the he's states. Got, got a little top hat um, as well. I was going to say, yeah, we're going to have to uh, 
show that picture when we uh, when we when we put this episode out. But yeah, so I saw you know I saw some info about him. I was like, oh, he opened some restaurants, uh, worked as a sous chef, opened K Paul's Louisiana Kitchen. Um, it just closed a few years ago during COVID, it looks like, but it's credited with helping put New Orleans on the culinary map. Um, and also, the person he appointed to take over as executive chef at his other restaurant when he moved to start his new place is he appointed Emeril Lagasse. So he's a big, uh, you know, Paul's kind of a, a a big a big name in the industry. Helped mm-hmm. popularize New Orleans as a city for mm-hmm. for food, which despite having never been there, that reputation kind of at this point precedes itself mm. in a way that, uh, you know, Paul Prudhomme makes sense to, you know, mm-hmm. at least supply the the cuisine of, mm-hmm. the, of the restaurant, you know, be in the kitchen, kind of help, help run stuff. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it doesn't seem like he's, uh, you know, same kind of thing with problematic where you were talking, Paul Revere. <laughs> I have no idea about Paul. Oh, um, we're going to there, cancel Paul Revere. The only thing with Paul Prudhomme here that is interesting, you know, I'm saying it's interesting. There's a personal life section. There's a few different um, interesting uh, interesting facts. But in March 2008, Prudhomme was grazed by a 22 caliber stray bullet <laughs> while catering the Zurich Classic of New Orleans golf tournament. He at first thought a bee had stung his arm. Requiring no required no serious medical attention, and within five minutes was back to cooking for the golf tournament. I mean, you want that guy in the kitchen? You want the guy? Yeah, this guy's (laughs) the dedication here. And then it says, just as a note, it was thought to have been a falling bullet. So I guess there was some celebratory gunfire at the the (laughs) tournament. Maybe one of the like they're like start, and it was instead of a blank a bullet. I don't know, but Paul Brunham worked through getting shot, which. Which is great, but for some reason, when you said falling bullet, and in my head, I was like, "Oh yeah, the, like a, a plane, a plane fired fired at them or something." <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think they were. I don't think they were out to get this this man. Mm-hmm. Look at this uh, painting of Paul Revere. I was, I was checking his personal life. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah, he's got the he's got the, the twenty eleven pose going on. Um, so we finished our. Those were our segments. Mm-hmm. We did a couple of segments. Uh, <laughs> We talked about who we are. We talked about what's going on in the in, in the podcast world today and going forward. Uh, that was our second segment, Paul Patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll come up with different stuff. You know, feel free to feel free. The people listening to this, feel free to submit us prompts that you want to see us draft. Uh-huh. Uh, Paul, teams of Pauls you want us to assemble, mm-hmm. but we'll take um, the credit as well. Uh, yeah, for that, not getting yeah. any credit from us. Um, before we go, maybe it's a good time, a good idea to name some guys. Uh, and then we can thank some guys. Uh, uh-huh. So let's start with naming some guys. I'll name uh, Carlos Santana. I'll name um, Carlos Santana got cancelled, by the way. Do you see that? Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, naming some guys does not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not. It's, it's like a it's like a like or retweet. It doesn't imply. No, it's just. No, no endorsements. Like, yeah, it's no yeah. endorsements. It's just um, Carlos Santana. Maybe I was talking about the baseball player. There's also yeah. a baseball player named Carlos Santana. Uh, Rob Thomas. Rob Thomas is a good one. Uh, let's say uh, Steven Spielberg. Let's say Steven Soderbergh. George Clooney. Um, George Costanza. Matt Damon. Uh. 
who also is soft cancel. Like, what's going on with Damon? People like Damon. People don't like Damon. He's, he's he doesn't say slurs anymore, which I think is good. <laughs> he's learned. He's learned. He's he sat he sat his ass down. He listened, and he said, "You know what? Slur is probably a bad thing for you to say." Um, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe a good, maybe that could be a good spot for us to yeah. transition from naming some guys to thanking some guys. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned Rob Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Rob Thomas, whose music with Matchbox Twenty mm-hmm. is both the intro and outro music to mm-hmm. this podcast. Uh, we decided to hop on the Barbie train this summer. Push uh, by Matchbox Brian, Twenty. Yeah. Uh, where Ryan Gosling delivers an excellent performance <laughs> of that song. But we're going to use Don't Get Me Wrong by Matchbox 20 from their newest album. We just really kind of like the vibes mm-hmm. of that. And so oh, that's going to be our... We're using it legally as well. If you ask, if, yeah. if they ask, we, we know a guy, don't worry. Uh, um, if they if they ask, we're using the right amount, I think, for... <laughs> I'm going to look into this. This is stuff I can do. Yeah. Uh, you know, fair use type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll figure it out. But so we're going to use that, and we really like we're we're big fans of Matchbox Twenty here. We'll we'll get Rob on the on the pulp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's that he he's someone to thank, and then there's a lot of other people to thank who we're not going to shout out specifically who helped turn this from not so serious bit to serious bit that drove some people nuts with how serious we were taking it, all the way to kind of real semi regular podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those people will be listening to this and hoping for specific name shout outs, but your egos are a little too big for us right now to thank you out to thank you on an episode you're not on. Your ego, when you're on the show, maybe we'll give you something, you know, heartfelt and meaningful then. Mm-hmm. For now, we're just gonna knock you down a peg. Um, Sit down. Yeah. And so that's a good it's a good place for us to kind of start to, to wrap things up. We're gonna, mm-hmm. you guys are gonna get to listen to Matchbox Twenty in a second. It's probably starting to come in now. Twinkled in there. Is that a thing? <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, Paul Apple Apple Podcasts or wherever Apple Apple wherever you get your podcasts. Stitcher. Yeah, is that still a thing? Some of those. So just, you know, subscribe, rate, rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, those are all important and things that I've heard people say when hosting mm-hmm. one of these. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, cue, the mu- cue the music again. I cued it already, but I'm cueing <laughs> it again. Uh, okay. Goodbye and have fun and drink That's water. That's a wrap. Listen, it's a wrap. Yeah, drink, drink water. Drink water. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a lot in a version of this that did not record <laughs> properly. Uh, listen, if, if you're going to make a website that, that lets you hit record, then it should record when you hit record and not tell you to hit record again. I'll but, just say. You know, you, yeah, tell tell Joseph Gordon-Levitt that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, you know, we'll see you the next time we decide to take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Don't if I take the wheel, you know, road trip. Yeah. You know, Paul, just to mm-hmm. belabor the bit a little. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we'll see you next time. We decide to get behind the wheel of an RV <laughs> on the way to a spaceship uh, to send our friend off. Mm-hmm. Uh, bye bye. Thanks for listening. Thank you. And now, did that end now <laughs> as an actual bit? Did that record? Did that, go? that did record. That, it's did that? record. It still says recording. Uh, we got. We got it. We got, we got it. We, we got it. it. Guys, we got. We got it. We, we, we nailed it. it. Okay. We got. It. Okay.